0: The scripture I want to turn your attention to, we're going to go there in a few moments in Judges chapter number six. If you can grab your Bible, Judges chapter number six. I'm going to pull up verse number one and I'm going to read down just a few verses of scripture. Bible says the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and the Lord Delivered them into the hand of the Midian seven years. In the hand of the Midian, the Bible says that they prevailed against Israel because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel made them dens in which are in the mountains and the caves and strongholds. In other words, the children of Israel were not occupying. The place that God had for them or desired for them, but they had found themselves caves and dens and strongholds to abide in. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou come unto Gaza. The Bible says they left no sustenance for Israel, Neither sheep, nor ox, nor ass. It says, For they came up with their cattle, they came up with their cattle in their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and the camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. And the Israelites were greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. The Bible says in verse number seven, it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Someone say, you just got to use your voice. They cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites and the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel. Which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from, from Egypt, and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of all that oppressed you, and drove them out before you, and gave you their land. He says in verse number 10, And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not. Everybody say, fear not. Not, not, not the gods of the Amorites, the Bible says, in whose land ye dwell but you have not obeyed my voice. I want us to put down our Bible for a moment and I want us just to lift up our our voice one more time. I want us to pray that God would move sovereignly in this room, that we would leave this place changed today because there's a word of God that's in this atmosphere and we just want to pull it in and we just want to receive it. Could you lift your voice with your hands and could you just pray in your youth group? Jesus, we need the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, God. We need... Lord God, a spirit of revelation in this room. Lord God, not all days are created equal. Not all moments in history are created equal, God. I believe, God, that this is a turning point moment. I believe, Lord God, this is a moment, God, where things will, Lord, shift and things will change and young people and youth groups, God, will, God, leave this place differently. Lord God, the destinies, Lord, will be altered, God, tonight. I believe that tonight is one of those nights. And God, I just pray that the angel of the Lord, God, would encamp around about this house, set warring angels over this atmosphere, God, right now. Dispatch them, Lord God, to encamp around about about us so that we can experience God the fullness of what you have for us Oh so, God we believe it now and we speak it and everybody shout amen amen, amen. you may be seated there was a man and his name was Maseru Emoto he was a man that studied the unique uh, uh, response that that sound had upon water. Words themselves actually emit a unique vibration that the water is sensing. This is a quote. When the water is shown a word, it receives it as a vibration and expresses the message in a specific form, like a visual code for expressing words. Water exposed to these words oftentimes will take on a particular pattern. For example, the word thank you formed beautiful geometric crystals. This is the water responding to words. When someone spoke the word thank you, it formed this beautiful geometric crystal, no matter what the language was. But water exposed to words such as you fool, and other degrading words resulted in obvious, obviously broken and deformed crystals. When a complete geometric crystal is formed, water is in alignment with the nature and the phenomena we call life. The words, the gratitude, the love, the things that we applaud and the things that are good, they have give, give way to a response in the water. Now, you, you, you can go and study this. You can Google his name. He spent his life just kind of checking out and seeing the response water has to words and the vibrations that they caused. Now, we live in a generation where we often hear of the term good vibes. Anybody ever see that online? Good vibes. You know, some of you probably have a T-shirt in your closet. It says good vibes only, Right? Because I grew up, I never heard much about vibes. I mean, there was a song, I'm picking up good vibrations. I mean, some of you, some of you know that. But, but the reality is, is that in in recent, recent years and in our generation, we've heard a lot about vibes and vibrations. Now, I understand that they take it from a secular point of view. And they look at it from a secular position and they recognize that there is something called energy and, and we can measure energy. It is a, a reality. It is a phenomena. And this particular man studied the effect of words upon water and the vibrations that would move upon the water formed crystals. Geometric crystals when things were spoken from a positive word. I just come simply just to tell us today that words have great power upon our lives. Somebody say amen there is a hidden message that is in sound and this man discovered it. And today as I engage us to to talk to us about the power of our words, let me just say in the beginning of this message tonight and I've already mentioned it, but our words have great power. Can you say amen? amen? Our words have great power. Gideon as we are about to explore and learn about we he is set in a particular time where the bible says that the israelites are greatly impoverished the israelites are oppressed and they've been now pressed here for 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 7 years the bible says they would come down and from the east and they would camp in their land can you imagine can you imagine That every every year when harvest time would come, they would have to get ready for their land to be invaded by Amalekites, by the Midianites. And every year they would have to prepare themselves to go find their den somewhere. I'm not talking about the people that go to Florida on vacation because they want to get a little change of scenery. I'm talking about these people leaving their homes, going to a cave somewhere because all these Midianites are coming and they're coming and they're like grasshoppers. It was a very intimidating situation. It was a very oppressive situation. And I can tell us tonight that in our walk with God, there are seasons that we experience that we also feel the oppression of the enemy. We feel the oppression of the enemy in our churches when we try to break through in worship and worship and seemingly it's so impossible to have a breakthrough. Has anybody ever been there before? Times when it's so difficult, you know, just to pray through and you don't know what's going on. You just want God to move, but the church is somehow frozen or oppressed. You've got to understand today that the enemy's tactics have never changed. They have never changed, and we've all experienced it in our personal life when we felt like God perhaps was silent. And so it is that we pick up with the story of a man named Gideon. We read about him. The Bible finds him in verse number 11, and I read, and it says, Then there came an angel of the Lord, and sat under an oak, which was in Orpha, that pertained unto Joash." They get to understand that, that here he is. He's just he's got himself pitched here, under an oak tree, and just as he's sitting here under an oak tree, the Bible says that an angel begins to show up to him. And where is he? The Bible says he's hiding, or he's found himself behind a wine press. Now uh, this is just going to be my wine press for a little bit. The Bible says that he is behind a wine press. He was there, there sitting there by the oak tree. Now he's here trying to thresh some wheat behind a wine press. Now you get to understand because of the impoverishment that was going on, because of the Midianites, that was not the typical place that you would be threshing wheat. You would not take wheat and thresh wheat in a wine press. You would thresh wheat on a threshing floor. A threshing floor would be a hard surface that they would establish and they would take that wheat and they would begin to bang it upon the hard surface or perhaps they would take oxen, cattle, and they would have the cattle or oxen tramp upon that wheat so that they can take from it its precious substance. You got to understand that that here in this moment, that this is an awkward moment. This is not a, a normal moment, but, but, but the man Gideon is doing what he can just to get by. And he's here, right here, behind the wine press. And, he, and he's threshing out the wheat. And he's stamping on it. And he's, and he's trying to do whatever he can to get by in a difficult season. Sometimes that we, we paint Gideon as a person that maybe is a coward. But I would say that he's the farthest thing from a coward. I would say that Gideon was the farthest thing from a coward. Because you are got to understand that he had no cattle to thresh out this wheat. He was in a seven-year season where he was being oppressed, and he's just doing what he can to get by. And I just feel like perhaps there might be some young people in this room today. you just kind of been doing what you had to do to get by. You've been putting one foot ahead of the other. God bless you for being here today. I think you ought to give yourself a hand clap. Understand that, 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 he's doing everything he can just to get by. The, the Bible lets us know that he's threshing it out when the angel comes to him. Obviously, surprised and shocked and, and startled. And, and the angel begins to address him. And the Bible says the angel calls him a mighty man up. He's a mighty man of valor. That is a statement that Gideon himself, because of seven years of famine, because of what he's walked through in this particular moment, he does not feel like a mighty man of valor. Can we just be honest today? We don't always feel like mighty men or women of valor. Can I get any honest people in the room? We don't always feel like mighty men or women of valor but tonight in this weekend god has called us together as a group of young people in the atlantic district to do something with regards to our identity we're not going to leave this place the way that we came we're not going to leave this waste this place the way that we came i want to honor every young person that you've been threshing it out in your youth group in a wine press it hasn't been ideal but you've been trying to pray you've been trying to seek God oh come on somebody you've been trying to do a work for God when it's been difficult we've been in a long season of COVID-19 anybody have felt the effects of this season of COVID-19 we've been we've been fighting through complacency We've been fighting and we've been feeling it in our churches, you know, those months when we were, we were restricted, but only to be together online and how difficult it was to worship in that setting. And God had brought us through that and thank God we're coming back into our churches, but now the masks. Now the mask, and I know that we're doing the best we can, but I don't think there's anybody in this room that you like wearing a mask. And I think if any, they announce tomorrow, the mask will go off your face because you don't want to really wear a mask. It's the first thing I do when I, when I get out of I I'm just like just about a foot out the threshold of the door. I'm already just ugh, ripping this thing off my face. I, I just want to make a big scene that I don't like masks maybe you do maybe you wear yours to bed i don't i don't like masks i wasn't born with a mask on my face now hopefully i'm not going to die with a mask on my face but i i just i just want to i just want to draw out the point that that, that we're, we're going through a season that that it seems so difficult i don't know about you but it's been difficult in my church the church that i pastor to see people born again because I'm a bit scared to lay my hand on them because I don't want to upset anybody. And I don't, I don't want to break protocol. And it's been a bit difficult for me to break out and praise God. It's been so challenging because just like in this church, we put chairs to the very edge of the building so we could save space. But I'm a Pentecostal. And anybody, any Pentecostals in the room? Come on, I need an aisle sometime. I need an aisle sometime to praise God. Oh, I wish I had somebody that believed that. I'm, I'm a Pentecostal. I need an aisle sometime to give God praise. Woo, come on, somebody. I just can't sit in my chair. I need an aisle to give God praise. Hallelujah. It's been so hard. Stand with me. Come on, come on, stand with me. Let's, let's give God a praise here together right now come on there's been some praising already tonight there's been some leaping already tonight we got to give God praise hallelujah. hallelujah come on we can't let the we can't let the pandemic stop our praise I know we're masked but we're really not muted we can still give God praise Amen. hallelujah Hallelujah! I don't like the mask, but I'm going to make one thing sure that if I'm going to wear this mask, I'm going to wear this mask with praise on my lips. Oh, I wish somebody would agree with me right now. If I'm going to have to wear this, I'm going to give God praise. Hallelujah. I'm a little bit of a rule, a rule breaker anyway. And then you got to understand that if I'm going to go through this, I'm going to make sure the devil pays for it. I'm going to make sure that I give God my breast praise now. Hallelujah. Here's one thing I made my mind up when COVID-19 came settling in. I said, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make sure we're going to still praise the Lord. Can I tell you that in the middle of COVID 19, I'm not bragging, but we had our highest attendance this year in the middle of COVID 19, one of the highest attendances of our church. Because you know why? I might be wearing a mask, but I refuse to be muted. We're going to continue. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to continue to give God the praise that He's worthy of. Hallelujah. You may be seated, but you got to understand. The, the, the Gideon, he, he's, he's there not because not because he's a coward but because he's trying to do what he can. He said, look, you know, I understand everything's not as great as I'd like it to be right now, but I, I, I'm going to take advantage of this moment. I'm going to make sure I don't miss this moment. And you're here today and you're still praying. You walked through things to get here, young person. You went through things in your youth group this year. Maybe you saw some people leave, but you kept threshing it out. You kept stomping it out and you said, God, it's still can happen and so i honor you today for what you walked through to get here this has not been an easy year this not has not been a joy ride there's been challenges in this year but we have a choice to make tonight we have a, a choice there's a there's a defining moment for us tonight we can sit back and we can decide to be masked and also muted. we can let our voices become silent in the church and, and use this as an excuse. Don't you know it's COVID-19? You know what I mean? It's easy. You know, you can wear your bad attitude to church with this. All you have to do is crinkle your eyes. Just crinkle. You know what I'm talking about? I said, you know, make your eyes kind of crinkle and everybody thinks you're smiling. You know, you, you can just kind of put the mask on and you can kind of, it's kind of a great little decoy and you can kind of slip in and slip out. You don't need to talk to anybody. Well, is like my kind of church, you know. I don't got a fellowship with anybody because I have to be right out the door right after church anyway becomes a really great excuse not to be connected. And if we're not careful, all of a sudden we can lose our harvest in this season. Come on, somebody. We can lose the harvest that God has for us in this season because of a mask. But I wonder in this place today, is there one young person that you're gonna determine in your heart and in your soul and in your life as for you and your house, you will not be muted. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm determining. We went through several months and nobody was being baptized. And I, I began to complain to God and say, God, this isn't right. We need to see somebody baptized. I began, to, I began to call upon the Lord and I began to speak some things in a prayer meeting. I began to call and say, God's going to begin to save some Indian people in this church. We didn't have any. We had one Indian person. You know, over the next couple weeks, we we probably had about 10 Indian people walk through the doors of our church. It's the truth. You know why? Because I determined, you know what? There's death and there's life in my tongue, and I'm not going to be muted. I'm going to lift my voice, and I'm going to speak what thus saith the Lord. I believe that there are, there's a harvest in our communities. If we have the courage to speak it, if we have the faith to speak it, God will fulfill his word. Come on, I may be masked, but I'm not muted. I still got my mouth, and my mouth still works. Oh, hallelujah. I still got my mouth. I give God praise for this. I sent Pastor the video. This woman came in, she worked with one of the girls in our church. She was an Indian lady of all things. I'm telling you, when you can speak it, God can bring it to pass. If you could just get get your mouth around it and you can just get a word from God and you begin to speak it, God will bring it to pass. And I tell you that just last two weeks ago, we buried Teresa in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of her sins. She was an Indian woman that was, that was Catholic by, by background, but she came to Canada and she was hungry for the Holy Ghost and she wanted God to do something in her life and she found somebody. She found somebody that said, hey, I might be masked, but I'm not muted, I can still win a soul. I can still win a soul. Come on, we ought to give God great praise. Our student pastor, Pastor Mike, as some of you know him, you guys went to Bible school with him, but he gets so frustrated, he say, hey, this has been a hard season. I haven't been teaching any Bible studies. He got on the phone. He began to make some phone calls because he's masked, but he's not muted. He began to use his mouth, and he said, Pastor, I've been on the phone so much this week. I've been talking to old friends, and i got people on Facebook that are reaching out to me, and i got a guy that he might just want to be baptized. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. I tell you, Ryan, just a week ago, he, he, he worked with Micah on his job. Micah was masked, but he wasn't muted. He, Micah kept preaching to him at the job. Every time he'd go in, he'd just start preaching to him. He'd start witnessing to him. He'd begin to give him the gospel. And i give God praise that a week ago, Ryan was baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of his sins. Because we may be masked, but we're not muted. We can have revival. We can have revival. Hallelujah oh i wish somebody believed it i wish somebody believed this that you don't have to be muted you don't have to stop your mouth you can have a move of god hallelujah oh let's clap our hands to jesus hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus i thank god you can be seated there was a another young man during covid he was hungry for God. He came from, a, from a, a Malawi, and he was in a, in a camp because of the situation his country was experiencing. And he lived in a camp with, you know, really subpar circumstances. But by the grace of God, his number was called. His family's name was called to come to Canada. Actually, they reached out to Pastor Woodward initially, and it was a family of 12 people family of 12 people that showed up just before covid broke out they came to service a couple times then covid broke out couldn't really reach out to them couldn't go visit them big family beautiful 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 people love god with all their heart but one of these young men his name was shadrach and he hadn't had the holy ghost and he's that you you ought to see this guy play the bass guitar it would just make you sick he's he's just good I want him to be on that bass guitar because we didn't have a bass guitarist. And and I I said, God, that'd be awfully good. But I said, God, he needs the Holy Ghost. Does anybody believe people still should be filled with the Holy Ghost? We begin to pray for him. We begin to tell him, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. In one Saturday prayer meeting, it was in Sunday church with a mask on, we laid hands on Shadrach, and Shadrach spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Come on, we may be masked, but we are not muted. You can have a revival. You can have a revival. Go ahead and clap your hands to Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Bible says of Gideon, the angel of the Lord comes to him and speaks to him, calls him a mighty man of valor. He begins to appeal to his, his pedigree that that was not. And he, he begins to tell this, this angel that uh, I'm the least of my family. There's, there's really nobody in my family that that really has any kind of heritage. In fact, his daddy was a heathen and his, his daddy who, who worshipped idols. And the angel of the Lord challenged him, I, I want you to go and take your daddy's bullock. I want you to go. I want you to take and ah, how I want you to sacrifice and build me an altar. The next day, they found out that hey, some something, something went down last night. There, there was somebody that took the took the young bullock, and there's been a sacrifice, and they're trying to find out who it is, and and they find out that it was it was Gideon. It was his son, and his son had made up his mind that he was not content any longer to put up with the idols of the land. He was not content any longer to just to, dissatisfy to with, with usual, but he wanted to have a move of God. He was tired of being impoverished, and his name effectively became Zerubbabel or against Baal. He was against Baal. His name was Gideon, but people called him Zerubbabel. Do you know that when you start to do something for God, God will give you a name. God will change your name. You might have had an identity in the past. Hello. You might have had an identity last year. Hello. Come on, but you're here right now. You're in the presence of God, and God's got a new identity for you. God's got a new beginning for you, and that's what God did with Gideon. Said, your name is Zerubbabel. I'm going to define you not by your past. I'm going to define you by what you're doing for me right now. And I feel in the Holy Ghost. God's calling some young people. You're not going to be defined by what you used to be. You're going to be defined by what God is calling you to be. Became known as Zerubbabel. He began to tear down the altars in the land and he began to, he began to call and, and against these idols of the land. I began to speak to him. He felt afraid and somewhat insecure. He begins to put fleeces before the Lord. And the Lord begins to remind him and show him he calls an army. He calls an army together 32,000 men that would come together, that would rise up and fight the Midianites. God is doing something. Sometimes all you need is just a little bit of shaking. I wish somebody could hear me. Sometimes all you need is just a little shaking in the atmosphere. If you can just feel that little shaking in the atmosphere, something can begin to happen. Don't despise the day of small things. If you can feel just a little bit of Holy Ghost in this room, if you can feel just a little bit of breakthrough right now in your soul, you need to stir that up. You need to stir that up because that can turn into an inferno in your youth group. That can turn into a fire in your church. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah. But I gotta be honest with you. Sometimes it's, we've been under this for so long, seven years, the perfect number just a, just, a, just just representing that that full cycle of uh, that they were experiencing in 7 years of going through this sometimes when you've walked through the status quo for so long it's hard to envision anything else maybe there's been only 10 people in your youth group for so long or maybe in your church there's only been 10 people for so long and it's so easy to get used to that it's so easy to get muted to stop lifting your voice Stop fighting and and you just kind of kinda give up. But you gotta be like Gideon. You gotta find just a little bit. You gotta find some place where you can just thresh out something, a little place off by yourself somewhere and say, I'm still gonna fight for God. Oh, I need somebody just to flow in the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody that says it's not really much, but I'm going to do it for God faithfully. I know I don't got the resources that I used to have to get the job done, but by the grace of God, I'm going to stay in the battle. I'm going to stay in the battle. Don't you think for a moment that God, didn't, God chose Gideon by accident. God chose Gideon because he was faithful, because he was trying to do something for God in the middle of a hard season. And I'm going to tell you, there's some young people in this room today. God's going to reward you. God's going to reward you. God's going to give you the desire of your heart. You know why? Because in a hard season, you've been faithful. Let me just tell you what I feel prophetically in the spirit. I feel like there's been a little bit of a cap in the atmosphere that I feel in, in the Atlantic District with the young people. I feel, I feel like there's just been a little bit of cap of over our vision. I'm telling you the truth, a little bit of cap over our vision, the enemy trying to push us down, trying to mute us, trying to shut us up and, and say, you know what? Your youth group, it isn't going to go forward. Your church isn't going to go forward. You're just going to have to find a cave somewhere and you're just going to have to cower somewhere and, and kind of hide until this thing passes for another season. Then, then we're going to come back out. and We'll be even smaller then. I come to challenge that spirit. I come to lift my voice over that spirit. I come to rise up here today in this youth retreat and say, no way, not here. That's not gonna happen to my youth group. That's not gonna happen to my church. Brother Ryan, we talked about it about uh, some months ago. You guys were, were unable to meet during COVID because you have a rented facility. God began to stir up your heart and your pastor's heart and you ain't got your very first lease building in, in Charlottetown. And now you had your first service last week and I'm excited today that you may be masked but you're not muted. God is gonna do a work in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, who am I preaching to today that you might have been walking through some things this year, but you believe that your best days are ahead of you? You believe that God is going to do a work through you. Hallelujah. I come to arise today. I come to lift my voice today that the Atlantic District is not going to implode. It's going to explode. Let me say to you again, the Atlantic District is not going to implode. It's going to explode by the power of God. Come on, Brother Matt. It's God's will. That brand new chapel It's not going to go backward. It's going to go forward. You're not going to have enough room in that place. I know some of you in your churches, your youth group meets in a basement, and you feel like it's a big space, but God is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Above all, we could ask or think. Come on, somebody. We can, oh, I feel it right now. We can have revival. We can have revival. Brother Derek, I see you back there from Sydney. You're a North American missionary. God is going to give you revival. You may be masked, but you're not muted. You may be masked, but you're not muted. Hallie, let's lift our hands all across the house. Mm. I need somebody just to break through a little bit right there. I need somebody to break through in the atmosphere. You're tired of being oppressed. You're tired of believing the lie of the devil. You're tired of just kind of accepting status quo. But you believe God that he is able to do it. You believe God that he's able to bring it to your church. Hallelujah. Come on, we're not going to lose our young people. We're not going to lose them to the world. We're going to gain them. We're going to gain them. Is there anybody that believes for an increase in your youth group this year? Is there anybody? Oh. Hallelujah. It's going to happen. I prophesy to you right now. It's going to happen not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord hallelujah it's going to happen oh i feel the spirit of prophecy in the atmosphere brother Matt. i'm just going to tell you we've already been talking but the best days of what God, god's doing through you in this district is upon you you're going to see increase in the atlantic district not only in your finances but you're going to see increase in the number of young people at your events god's going to raise up leaders You've been doing pretty good with what you had, with what you've been given, but there's more. I feel a word of prophecy for you. There is more for you. You've been hard to find good leaders amongst the Atlantic District, but that's not gonna be a problem for a long time now because you've been what you've been doing, God's been seeing, and God is gonna reward you. He's gonna reward them. Come on, somebody, say yes. Come on, he's going to do it. Come on, he's going to do it. He's going to send the reward. He's going to reward the faithfulness of some Gideons in this room. But you got to stop just being Gideon, and you got to rise up in this room today and say, I'm going to be a Zerubbabel. I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to stand against the idols of this generation, and I'm going to believe God that he's going to save not by few, but by many. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we praise Him one more time. Our music is going to get ready to come back. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, somebody just give Him a little thank you, Jesus. Woo, come on somebody, give him a little. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you Jesus. Hiding behind the wine prets, trying to do what He can. Just trying to get by, but God saw what He was doing. God saw how he was working with what he had. God saw all the times when it was dry. You got to understand when he's working behind the wine press, he ain't got much. He's just, he's just getting a little bit. He's getting a bit maybe for him and for his family and a few others. There's no abundance here. There's no increase here. It's just strictly maintenance, but thank God for Maintenance. Thank God for somebody to say, it's hard right now, but I'm not not going back from here. We may only have 10 in our youth group, but we're not going back. We're not going to nine, and we're not going to eight. We're not going to eight. You're a liar, devil. You're not going to have that young person. You're not going to have them, because I'm holding the line. I may be in a wine press right now. I may not be where I want to be, but I'm holding this line, because I'm a mighty man of valor. I'm a mighty man of valor. I'm a Zerubbabel to my generation. I'm preaching to some Zerubbabels. I'm preaching to some people that you're going to pull down strongholds in your community. I don't claim ownership for, for any of this. We went to Halifax 10 years ago now with just four people. A couple weeks ago over 140 going toward 150 people 20 of those people were already established in in the work there and we have people that came in from other churches but I want you to know there's been a lot of baptizing there's been a lot of people getting the Holy Ghost there's been God doing a lot of things you know why because it's not God's will for us to go backwards but it's God's will for us to go forward would you shout unto God right now Hallelujah. I'm preaching to the strongest generation that has ever lived. I'm not preaching to the weakest generation. I'm preaching to the strongest generation that has ever lived. God does not leave his his worst for the end. If we're the end time church, then you're his best. We got the best preachers. I met Josiah and Jonathan, thank God. I see the spirit of God on you. God bless you. Be the best you can for God. Do exceedingly abundantly for God. Give him your best now. I met some of these Bible school students. They're on fire for God. They know how to pull heaven down to earth. Give God your best now. Now is your time. Woo! Now is your time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! we're a breakthrough church we're not a breakdown church we are a breakthrough church we're not gonna break down in the last mile we may have a pit stop here or there but we are a breakthrough church we're a breakthrough church We worship when it's not only easy, we worship when it's difficult, because we are worshipers. I may be masked, but I'm not muted. I will not shut up my mouth. I will not shut up my mouth, because I'm not a breakdown church. I'm a breakthrough church. Oh, hallelujah. I wish you would rejoice over that. If you get that microphone ready for me. In the Bible, a lot of great things happen when people begin to shout. A lot of great things happen when people begin to shout. We see when people shout. Can I hear a shout? Walls of Jericho fell down when people began to shout. You can whistle. You can shout. You can lift your voice. You better believe the devil's trembling tonight because there's a bunch of bells in the room that realize I may be masked, but I'm not muted. Woo! Come on, somebody. God's made you for this season. God's made you for this time. So many great things in scripture happen when people shout it. Walls fell down. They collapsed at the shout of the people of God. I want you to know who you are. I want you to know you are the voice of God in the earth. When your voice thunders, it thunders like God's voice, and things begin to happen. What does not exist begins to come into existence. If you'll begin. If tonight, if tonight you'll go home and you'll begin to make your mind up, I'm gonna start using my voice. I'm gonna start speaking over my youth group. If you'll be relentless and you'll begin to speak by faith, when the word of the Lord comes upon you, it will be in your mouth and it will be unstoppable. And if there's anything that's in its way, it will fall by the power of God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let it out. Let it out. Come on. Come on. I'm coming out behind my wine press now. I'm coming out behind my wine press now. I'm not going to settle just for a little bit, but I'm going to get all that God has for me. I'm going to get all that God has for me. The Bible says that God gave a, a man from, from the other camp a, a dream. And in the dream, this barley cake rolled into the camp and, and knocked over and plum, plummeted the tents. And they said, this is nothing other than, than the sword of Gideon. This, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is to do with these Gideonites that we are encamped against. Huh? You've got to understand that at this moment, there's, there's not very many of them brought their army down from from 32,000 to 20 or dropped it by another 22,000 they have 10,000 people and God says that's that's too many that's too many and they brought it down to 300 people it was just a little bit and maybe some people in this room if you looked at yourself and said I'm just a little we're just a little bit we're just a little youth group come on you, you I am telling you right now it don't matter your size God ain't looking at the size God's looking at your mouth What can you speak? What can you say? What can you declare? Because that's what God is able to do. I'm gonna tell you with one word from God. We can amplify. We can amplify. This doesn't sound very good. (laughs) So we're just gonna leave it there. But we can amplify. You gotta understand your voice with God's voice is amplification. You're the generation to amplify the gospel. Some of you are going to go on mission trips, and you're going to impact the world. Listen to me. Listen to me. You're going to impact the world. You better sign up for that mission trip. You better sign up as soon as you can and get over COVID-19. You better sign up for that mission trip because you're going to change the world. You're going to amplify the gospel. Your word with God's word. Your word with God's word is amplification. The devil cannot handle that combination. He cannot handle it when your voice merges with God's voice. When the word of God, you agree with the word of God. This came from faith. This came from Facebook. So I wonder. Fake news. But i tell you, God is gonna amplify your voice. What we did this, 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 this morning, this afternoon, as we sought and we got alone with God, and what we did last night as we tore down all, all those idols and began to get before the Lord, that is the place where God begins to speak, and that is the place where God begins to give the word, and that is the place where your voice begins to amplify. It's not you, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Gideon he got together that army they're they're kind of getting kind of excited now because they realize that God is on their side they do something so unorthodox you know the story and they they grab these pictures and they, they have lights inside of the pictures these earthen vessels and they shatter them and they break them and in the other hand they have the trumpet the trumpet is a sound and it's a, it's a call to war. Gideon divides them up into three categories because God has given them a word now. God has given them a strategy now and the strategy is gonna work. It doesn't make sense to, 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 to everybody else, but it makes sense to the 300 that bought into it. I don't know what kind of crowd we're dealing with today. It seems like it's pretty much 100%, but, but I just wanna tell you, God doesn't need a majority. God doesn't need a majority to have revival. You can have revival if you can just find a few people that will agree. The Bible said they overcame them as one voice. And here's the word I feel to the Atlantic District. You're going to rise up in New Brunswick, and you're going to reach this province as one voice, as one youth group. Not many youth groups, but as one youth group, as one church. The sound of the trumpet today at this youth retreat we are sounding a trumpet we're making a sound and we're making a declaration that this is our best day this is our best day come on Listen, I may be masked, but I'm not muted. I may be masked, but I'm not muted. There's going to come a moment not too long from now. I don't know what the decibel level is for New Brunswick, but I believe it's going to be created by the youth of the Atlantic District. I believe we're going to raise the roof. We're going to raise the level. We're going to raise the voice, and God's going to raise up a voice in this generation hallelujah 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 thank you Jesus there's a call to war here today there's a call to war God is raising up some Gideons God is raising up some people that know the power of their voice thank you Jesus to those of you that do media I felt just to tell you in the Holy Ghost you continue to do it the very best of your ability you're anointed of God. That is a voice to this generation. We can, we can do it with excellence, you know. We can give our best to it. We, we can take the devil's sword and we can slay him. We can slay him with his own sword. God is going to raise up some people. I thank God. I thank God. But God is amplifying our voice. And God is teaching us. We may be masked, but we are not muted. All across this room right now, I want you to just grab a hold of this. Listen to the Lord. Hear His voice. I know we can't rush to the altar, which would be typical right now, but I want you to tune your voice to the, to the voice of God as you lift your hands. I want you to let His Spirit flow into your heart, into, into your mind. I want you to let Him just totally take control of, of your thoughts right now. Come on, let let, let Jesus just come. Let Him come. Just be lost in your worship to Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, great God. Thank you, great God. Thank you, great God. God, we worship you. We magnify you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Just give God your little bit. Come on, somebody, give God what you got. There's an increase in the house. There's an increase in the house. Come on, it's upon us. It's upon us, it's upon us. In Jesus' name, would you rejoice over the little bit you have? You may not have a lot, but would you rejoice over it? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I hate to just to come back to you, Brother Ryan, Sister Tasha. But you got that that space. But very soon you're gonna look back and say that was a little space. That was just a little bit, but God's going to take a little bit, and he's going to do a lot. Dana and Donald, if you're listening online, God is going to take that little bit, and God's going to do a lot with it. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we got to give God our little bit so he can do a lot with it. we got to learn to rejoice over the little. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead. You can sing, team.